Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Ready! <laughs> Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go. Here we go. We got to have a drive. 23 left. 23 left. Will. One, two, three. <laughs> It's time for the post-game show with Shope and the Bulldog. 29-25 New England. I am going to take the ball here when winning the coin toss. I decided I won the coin toss, and I'm not going to defer to Bulldog because all day I've been sitting here going, not all day, but for a while I've been sitting here going, where do you want to start with this game? Where do you want to start? In fact, I'm being told now that I don't get to go first. Josh Allen's going first. Cool. Um... But yeah, you know, it's not a not a good way to start a game. When you say execution, Josh, I mean you get to a point as an offense where you do execute, but it is kind of a pattern now within games where it's slow. Is it is it recognition of what defenses are doing? I don't want to put words in your mouth. What is it that's preventing you from getting to where you need to be earlier in games? Well, I wish I knew the exact answer because we'd we'd have it fixed by now. So. Um, I'm going to watch this film and, and find a way to to get there, whatever it is. Um, you know, our season's not over. It's a long season. I know it feels pretty bleak right now, but, um, you know, we're, we're going to figure it out. You all right? You sure okay? Yeah. Was it, did it Thank affect you. you at all today? You looked a little off to, at, at times, I thought, but uh, pain management, any of that affect at all? No, we're good to go. You were pretty vocal this week about the, the offense and the play calling and everything. You... You are fully confident in the, yep. in the plan that you guys take when you go in on a day like today? Yeah, absolutely. That was quick. Thanks, you weren't interrupted for long. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a day where you might have needed to ask actual questions, you know, to get answers. <laughs> right. Not just soundbite questions. Yeah. Well, Josh Allen there. I'll go first, and I don't know if this is respectable. Ineligible downfield. We got a we got a call. We got a 34 yard gain by Ramondre Stevenson and a flag on the field. You're not going to respect me after this because I'm starting with refs. Ineligible man downfield, like it's actually called by officials at the game, and they stand there like they do all the time now. If you didn't know, and wait for someone watching the game on TV to tell them what to do, what to call. And they told them no flag. And then I've got a replay where the center is six yards downfield. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't do a great job of showcasing that on the broadcast because they somebody hit the rewind button and it all went haywire and then another play got run. And, like, that was the end of that. But, yeah, that dude looked. At least they did that. That dude looked like maybe he was in Rhode Island downfield. Like, I mean, he was downfield. At least they did that. Yeah. At right. least they went as far. Like, when do you ever see them rewind tape during a broadcast? <laughs> right. Like, what happened here? How was this guy... Well, the center is literally six yards downfield, and some that that call has been a fixation in this league this year, and some of it seems pretty cheap. 
like it's three yards or it's two yards, whatever. Like it seems mm-hmm. sometimes it seems pretty cheap. There was we learned last week that they won't call pass interference two times in a row. Today, I think we, maybe we learned ineligible man downfield has the same sort of uh, vibe yeah. because they had just been called for it, New England, and it's a huge play that shouldn't have counted. Like, what is the defense? This is a really big one. Like, what is the defense? It wasn't called on the field, or it was called on the field. If it wasn't called on the field, okay. You know, say what you want. Speculate to your, you know, enjoyment. Mm-hmm. But if it's if the flag is thrown and then they're told it actually shouldn't be a penalty because of what evidence? I don't know what to say about that. Like, why would that be? Why would that possibly happen? That I would have liked to see it again to know because I think that what matters most is when the ball comes out of the quarterback's hand on that foul, and I know where the center ends up when Stevenson is out there with the ball. I mean, he's blocking a DB 10 yards downfield or six, however, whatever. He's downfield. But I don't know how soon he got there. It seems hard for me to believe he's going to move from the line of scrimmage to there after the ball was out of Mac Jones's hand. So it, it, I, I think they probably made a mistake there. Um, but Mistake yeah. is the nicest thing you could say about it. Yeah, okay. Right? Because, like, why would the why would it be reversed? What, they're watching replays before we get to. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have an answer for you. I don't know. If, I, I don't think there's a good one. Not there, that you there expect could, me to. There <laughs> can't possibly be a good one, could right. there? I mean, I guess I should watch it again to make sure I'm not well, yeah, missing something. I mean, the, but... the, the, the only the, the 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 explanation would be what I just said, but I, we didn't get to see it, so I have no idea if that's the case or not. It seems unlikely that that would have been the case, but I guess it could have been. Like that's the defense for it is that it actually wasn't a foul, but it sure looked like one. At least the limited looks we got at it. Ugh. So, all right, my turn. Yes. What I, what I think we just watched is the worst regular season loss of the Sean McDermott era. Is what I think we just watched. That was that was brutal. That team could not move the ball on offense coming into this game, and they got the ball in their own twenty-five needing a touchdown to beat you with a couple of minutes to go, and it happened. I mean, I know it's football and every dog in their day and all this other crap, but that was pathetic that that game came down to that. Just pathetic. I I said on Friday it would be a huge story in the league with New England, with where they're at right now, vultures circling around Belichick, the planted reporters, the embedded reporters all telling you he's comfortable with a new contract extension that wasn't announced this morning. So, you know, don't worry. And, and here we are, and the Bills, Super Bowl contender Bills, and that team puts 29 points on you and almost 400 yards of offense or whatever the final number's on the I can't believe it. Uh, that's a Considering the opponent, the stakes, and the objectives – and I know the Bills lost some lopsided games in Sean McDermott's early years here, but to me, none of them are as potentially impactful as that. I mean, that's a team you have to beat. They are circling the drain. It's not really just the last drive. No, no, like, it's, it's not. It's kind no. of the whole game. Right. But still, you battle, right? You get your two touchdowns. You manage your defense takes the ball away. You you make a few plays, and you're going to escape just like last week, right? We're all going to be mad about style points, but you're going to escape, and then, yeah, and sure, maybe the maybe the play that you started with there should not have counted, and all of this angst and aggravation directed at this team uh, could be misdirected. But that's the NFL, and that's the refs, and that's the league, and that's just how it goes. Um, yeah, they I scored just, on a pretty good percentage of their drives today, right? I mean, that's. I don't know what that, if you have that. 
New England. But they scored on most of their drives, right? They scored on more than half their possessions. Right, it'd be field goals, but yeah, sure. Yeah, that counts. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Just Offensively, a- not much better. No. It's, again, it's, you know, it's all well and good to talk about playing it conservatively and safe and, you know, just take trying to take the bad plays out, take what they give you and all this. And the offense, not for the first time, really only gets going when that kind of thinking changes. And, and changes to, okay, we're down, what, 9 or 10? 19 to 10. Two scores, yeah. We're down Here 19 to 10 with six minutes to go. Like, all right, well, that's out. we got to just go after it. And when they do that, they're perfect. Which is, again, that's happened before. It's not surprising, is it? I mean, that's not surprising. 19 to 10. What are you thinking, 19 to 10? All right, they're going to have to go fast now. And, you know, just touchdown. Feel, feel like it's just boom, boom. Well, what a blow. I mean, four and three. Huge blow. You get away with last week. Look at just what has happened to this season. Defensively, there are serious guys missing. And so, right, right, right about the Patriots season and everything like that. But that's not nothing. Losing Daquan Jones and Oliver and Milano and Trey White, like, this can catch up to you. And that's maybe what we just saw here. But uh, you know, you you sound like you might want to say that's not good enough. No, I, I look I, th- this team, that team, New England, that team with those weapons, you should be able to contain them with with the guys they had on the field. To me, you just should have been able to, and they couldn't. Um, and I I, I don't want to make excuses for that, you know. And the, the I don't mean to just be directing this at the defense because you know the offense allowed for this game to be where it was for you know more than a half again so like there's plenty of blame but i'm just stunned that new england was able to get points on you and move the ball on you at will mac what did mac jones have like four incompletions yeah five i mean a really smart job by them that the ball got out of there fast they probably knew they weren't going to be able to handle up front and so it just got out of there and they were efficient and effective and my mind's blown I mean, I just did not see this outcome in the window at all. 29-25 New England. Sean McDermott's press conference coming up, brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at NorthtownAuto.com. Skyworks stats of the game. Skyworks equipment rental. Building America from the ground up. You want it? Sure, I can get you that. Um, On the day, let's see. Where do we begin? Josh Allen on the afternoon finishes. Hang on, it's loading. I got it, if you want. Okay, go ahead. 27 for 41, 265, two touchdowns, a pick on the first Bills play, and uh, a rushing touchdown, 7 for 17 on the ground. A couple of actual seemingly uh, designed runs, purposeful runs, on which he took shots. Like that one quarterback draw late, he gets hit in the shoulder twice, almost fumbles. Yeah, I I I thought he dropped the ball because his shoulder hurt, is what I would have guessed. Uh, on that, but not, that's just that's just my guess. Not a great look there to see when the ball came out, but uh, assumed that it was after he was down. Yeah, James the, the, Cook, thirteen for fifty-six, <laughs> uh, three for forty-six, and a touchdown catch. Some nice moments for Cook. Dalton Kincaid, eight for seventy-five, his most productive day as a Bill. Stephon Diggs, six for fifty-eight, and a cool touchdown. Also in the fourth quarter, four for Shakir, two for Murray, one for Knox, Hardy Davis, one for six. And Sherfield, 
Jones, 25 for 30, 272, two touchdowns, no picks. That's going to be like one of his best days ever. Mm-hmm. Zeke, 11 for 31 in a score. Stevenson, 9 for 34, 6 for 51 in the air, including that big play late. That I have no idea how that was a penalty and then it wasn't. Another... Uh, it's all, coming, it's all coming back to us today. Like, that's Foxborough. We're in Foxborough again, and it's <laughs> like... The headsets don't work. There's a flag. The headsets <laughs> don't work, and there's a flag down, but right. that doesn't actually mean a penalty. <sighs> Bourne, not a bad player. Six for 63 and a touchdown. Douglas, not a bad rookie. Four for 54, mm-hmm. 20-yard run. Anyway, Gasicki, the winning score. game-winning touchdown, yeah, right. Yeah. All right, let's break, and we'll see if we can't get to uh, McDermott on time. I have no idea when he's going to start. Josh Allen's done already. 2925 New England will also get your calls in at 8030550. The first response from the fans brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit teamluzzy.com. The Bills lose in New England, Tampa here Thursday night to try to stay above 500. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Touchdown, Buffalo! Josh Allen powers in from six inches out. And for the first time in this game, the Bills have the lead. There's Josh Allen's quarterback sneak rushing touchdown. Our eye on the quarterback. Brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business, is protecting your business. Allen um, has his moments, but... He missed some throws today badly. I We can commence speculating about whether or not his shoulder is bothering him. He shut that down in a very brief post-game meeting with the media there. But he missed on some throws badly. Hit the sound guy on the side. Oh, the parabolic one. microphone. Yeah, and the one that was the most damaging. I mean, it's not an easy throw by any means, but Diggs is open. I mean, he roasts two guys and is running free down the middle of the field, and Allen just overthrows him by five yards. Tough miss. I mean, it's windy, whatever, I, you know, but just man, eye on the quarterback, not sharp enough. Well, yeah, I mean, if he's hurt, this is last year now. Right. Because last year went along and ended sadly, and okay, well, he had an elbow injury. I don't know, does he have a shoulder injury? And, like, can, does anybody have the power to tell him to sit? Do we even want that? I don't know. It's hard to know this because he's playing mostly fine, and just like last year. Just like last year, but definitely uh, some misses. That's that's correct. Twenty nine twenty five Patriot twenty nine twenty five Patriots. That did really happen. Uh, Bills four and three home to Tampa Bay next week. Thursday this week. Yeah, I'm I'm just distracted. Few, so I have to go get the mouse here. So just, I can, a few, just, a, just a few days from now. Thursday another game. Beautiful. This is a stretch of three games in fifteen days against teams you should beat. I don't know about Cincinnati being a team you should be, but nonetheless, today was tough. Tough. There's no way you should have lost to that team today. Let's go to Mike here. Hi, Mike. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. First off, I just want to say that this loss is extremely frustrating, and the only thing that's been on my mind every time I see the Bills struggling on offense is why did we force a switch to two tight ends? We went to the AFC Championship throwing the ball to wide receivers. Everything just looks so hard for the offense. The only person that I can blame for this, and I know you probably hear this all the time, is Sean McDermott. Because 
Ken Dorsey is not going into his boss's office saying, hey, we need to run two tight ends. They probably had the conversation before. That's all speculation. And then we hear Dorsey at the press conference this week talking about, oh, you know, we want to be more balanced. Like, what are we, what are we doing? The announcers come out of halftime saying, well, you know, there's some growing pains. Buffalo's experiencing with Allen under center. I know the numbers say that Allen has been better under center, but we've seen him out of the shotgun perform pretty well. And it just seems like we're trying to force a change in our offensive philosophy when we had success and to the point where we even look unstoppable throwing the balls to wide receivers. I'm, I'm sorry. I, and I just think that McDermott needs to go. I know it's a loss. You hear this all the time. But the last defensive head coach to win a Super Bowl in the last 10 years outside of Belichick is Pete Carroll. And he still had a really good offense and Russell Wilson. But the last thing I'll say is that the best offenses in the league don't need two tight ends to have success. I think it's a, a pass, a thing of the past and a conservative approach to building a football team. Thanks, Mike. I think um, you're raising a really good issue. It's not new just today, but the Bills took this gamble, if you will, with Kincaid in the draft. And, you know, the, the plan was, I think, needed to be that pretty early on the season, you know, right away, he is going to have to be relevant and productive. And he had a good stat line today, 8 for 75. I mean, that you take that every week, of course. But... What happened, so the Bills, like this big transformation from a team that almost never had two tight ends on the field to now it's usually going to have two tight ends on the field, defenses didn't care. Like defenses are not playing the Bills any differently than if Kincaid were a receiver, which I think makes sense because that's how they talk about him. He's not really a tight end. He's sort of a tight end. He's going to play slot. Okay, he's going to play slot. Then he's a receiver. Then I'm going to play nickel. And so it really has not meant anything, starting with the Jets, has really not meant anything meaningful in a good way for the Bills and offense. They're not tricking anybody. So, I don't know. That's not just McDermott. Every I feel like, I, I, I guess maybe this is wrong, because I'm not so far on the inside, but I doubt you make a pick like this in the first round if you can't some have some uniformity on the idea. Mm-hmm. And four receivers went right in front of them if they were thinking of doing that instead. So, Yeah, we'll never know if this philosophical change in personnel groupings and, and what the focus of their offense and really the focus of their offseason, the focus of the draft, was meant to be we are targeting a tight end because we want to run 12 personnel. We think that's a way to offset the two high safeties. It will help us run the ball. And this is the, this is the new – we're on the front edge of the wave in the league because of the way teams are defending, is that what they really intended to do? Or did they just pivot to that because the four receivers went right ahead of them in the draft and they couldn't get their hands on one that they liked? And so they just thought, okay, well, this is this will be what we'll do. Um, that seems a little willy-nilly to like have just decided that you know in moments as the draft is going on, hoping for a receiver. Oh, no, we'll just run two tight ends more. Um, so I'm assuming it's more well thought out than that. But I think the caller's point, uh, is a good one. Whether or not they couldn't draft one or attract one, uh, they have not found their way to an impactful wide receiver to add to this group. I mean, they haven't exactly exhausted all avenues. They drafted guys on the third day of the draft two years in a row, but the tight end was the move, 
And today was the first day, funny enough, in this frustrating loss to this terrible New England team. It's like sort of the coming out party for Dalton King. Oh, my God, a 14-yard catch. Whoa. (laughs) Oh, another one. But their passing game, everything looks so hard. The easiest things they had today really was Kincaid. Well, and that was impressive. It might have been an adjustment in the second quarter to start going him. Those are Travis Kelsey plays where it's just like sort of a a, a shot seven yards down the field to turn around, catch it, go straight up the field. Like yep. it wasn't yards after the catch. Well, it was yards after the catch, but it wasn't on the run. Kincaid was just like what is what do they call it a stick route where just turns around, boom, and yep. then you know, those were successful plays that they got to in the third quarter. Two tight ends can also mean you know more running game and this and just like. Spare me. <laughs> just with the running game stuff. Like, uh, it just seem, feels like the more it matters to you, the worse your record is. All right, let's go to Jordan next. Hi, Jordan. Hey, guys. How's it going? Great. Yeah, I think for me, the most frustrating part, um, I don't know if I can pinpoint the last time I felt like the coaching staff really had a plan. Um, I think just the unpreparedness that we come into we come in with game in and game out. It's just really frustrating to watch. Um, second thing for me too, on the fourth and two that Knox dropped. I mean, was that really the best play that we could that we could drop? Um, it looked like we had, you know, receivers uh, just running ten yard. We had nothing um, in the shorter intermediate game. I think you know that it's just it's been really frustrating just the lack of uh, of planning and preparedness. I think coming from the coaching staff. Thank you. Yeah. That's a weird play to pick on because he's open and should have caught the ball. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to complain about the coordinator about that play. That should have been a conversion. Of That's course, too- of course, of course, the coaching staff and the team is prepared and actually tries in preparing for games. But what matters is results, and that's what this guy's, you know, basically talk telling us. Of course, they're prepared, but it isn't working. It is a bad sign for a coaching staff. This is really the offense. If you can't score early, because that's when you're sort of like your best stuff, you know, the most time to prepare for early in the game. You don't have any new injuries yet. Work against what we expect you to do. Right. 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 And it just, yeah, they can't get, they can't get moving at all. I mean, it's mostly just meaningless cliches, but I did, you know, almost always, but I did hear an NFL network report today about the bills i mean with stacy dales i think she was talking to about spencer brown she talked to spencer brown he's like oh you know uh what's what's important to us is to get off to a good start setting the tone and all this and like how did that go i mean they're they they were down 10 nothing and they had run one play like right. a, a pick can really sort of mess with that like, yeah who knows how much they had sort of ready to go but Allen threw an interception to a guy who read read him perfectly uh, you know easy pick on the first play of the game there goes your plan maybe uh, Kevin is next. Hi, Kevin. Gentlemen, uh, have fun today. I don't, uh, I'm not jealous of any of you for having to take all these calls. It's all right. They pay us uh, on everything. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, so two things real quick on the ineligible downfield. The reason why that flag was picked up was because the pass happened behind the line of scrimmage. Is it correct or, that it did? Yes, that is correct. The line of scrimmage was the 25, and I believe the pass was completed at like the 23. Or so 22. it's like a so it's basically a running play. Correct. That is correct. You know, yes. okay. My apologies for getting all bent about that. If you're right, and I guess I'm assuming you are, but an explanation would have been nice. 
You know, uh, we're, we're getting one from you. We're getting one from you, Kevin. <laughs> right. uh, Thank but you, Kevin. how about, you know, how many how many announcers do we need or how many officials do we need for that to be said, I think? Maybe that's I, fair. I totally agree. And then uh, on another point I had. So I know that a lot of calls today are going to come in about the defense. Letting Mac Jones look like Tom Brady out there today is, is obviously inexcusable. Letting them drive down the field like that with, you know, 148 or whatever it was on the clock to, to score, you know, the go-ahead touchdown, obviously inexcusable as well. But this offense just looks out of sorts. You know, they're supposed to be there to pick up this defense that we're without great players on defense, and we can't score points against a team that they should have easily put up 35 points. It's, it's absolutely inexcusable. Something's going on, you know, with the offense, obviously, as we all know. And uh, I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. Whatever that is, they got to figure it out because we got a quick turnaround on Thursday and things are going to start to get real. So I think the panic mode should be on now. Uh, and I agree with the last caller about McDermott. Uh, that's my question. Obviously, we know what his record is, what he's been able to do. But, you know, some things are, are starting to really, I think, come ahead about that offense. And, and I'm worried. But, uh, but that's it, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Okay. I think it's perfectly acceptable to be worried about the offense. It's three weeks in a row where they just cannot get moving at the start of these games. And, you know, it's swell that you managed to find your way to winning last week and getting to the lead eventually in this game. But this was a game that was screaming for an early knockout, and the Bills just could not do anything on offense. So, I, you know, scheme, play calls, preparedness, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I just know that this team is, is, is stuck in the mud right now on offense, and they're searching feverishly for the easy button to smash, and they just don't seem to have an easy button this year. I just think it needs to be said for context that, again, this is a lot of teams in the league this season – and you can you can think of the names, you know. We'll see about the Chiefs today, 3 nothing for the Chiefs against the Chargers. It doesn't mean any of this criticism is unfair. It's just defenses are winning twenty in 2023. And that, you know, the Bills are a, a, an example of that. They're still scoring. They got to 25. They're still scoring 28.8 points per game before today. What's it going to be now, 28.0, 27? Like, that's their number. That's going to rank top three in the league at least. But, um, yes, you know, it, it is – it has been a struggle. And just, you know, part of part of why it, it looks like one is that at times they look so – it looks so easy to the Bills. And they, the, the Miami game, not even a month ago, right? Just anything they wanted to do up and down the field all day. Miami 5-1 and one at Philadelphia tonight. Chance to take a two-game lead. Bills 4-3. and three. Jets 3-3 three and three off this week. Patriots 2-5. and five. Chiefs at five and one with the Dolphins lead the conference. Baltimore five and two routed Detroit over by halftime. Jacksonville five and two after their win Thursday night. We'll keep it here as we're still waiting for Sean McDermott. You missed Josh Allen. He went right away. It was fast. Uh, but we don't have the coach yet. And we're going to sit here until we get him, right, Bulldog? That's how this works. That, they tell us to straight. sit here until not, he's ready. I'm not moving. I'm not even watching any of these other games. I'm just waiting. You didn't watch Cleveland Indy? Yeah, I'm kidding. I, yeah, did you? Did you were you able like to sort of have a take on what happened? Just happened in the last ten minutes in Cleveland, Indy. There are like four penalties in a row that kept the Browns alive, and they won thirty nine thirty eight. Yeah, I, I, it was hard for me to keep track without you know whatever doing. Yeah, so no, I, I, I seemed to see a lot of flags, and they kept running plays by the goal line, and eventually won. 
<laughs> yes. That's I, that's my is uncatchable a thing anymore? There was a play in the Bills game, too, and the, the Colts got a penalty for a pass that hit the back wall. Pass interference, but it was so far out of the end zone that it hit the back mm-hmm. wall. Is that a thing anymore? I think so. Right? Like, it's not pass interference if the ball is like way over the guy's head. That happened today, right, in the Bills game. There was one of those. It was a while ago, but. Yeah. All right. Well, we go next to Brian. Hi, Brian. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. Absolutely. I want to know, why Why is there no effective play calling in the first half? You know, I know they're in pre- prevent defense in the second half and removing the ball, but our wide receiver, too, just seems to be invisible. And I'd like to see some creative p- play calling in the first half. I mean, Gabe's got one catch. We need more from him. Hardy's got one catch. We got him on a two-year deal. He's doing nothing. I see that Allen misses multiple throws in the last few weeks, and it is frustrating. But I, w- I would just like to see this company man, Ken Dorsey, show that he has what it takes to scheme up plays to get wide receivers open. Where are the playmakers on this team, Bulldog? Everything looks so hard, and it's frustrating, and I'm angry. I'll hang up and listen. What, what is company man supposed to mean, by the way? That he stayed in Buffalo, that he was tenured, kind of. Oh, is that bad? I believe so. He should have left on his own for a different coordinator job, you think? Like, that's a that's a criticism of him that you think is fair? It's not a criticism. It's a funny nickname, but I think it's fair to look other places. Well, it definitely was a criticism. It was an insult. Yeah, we're, we're unhappy with him. I'm not happy with him. For, for staying with the Bills. Okay, I got it, got it. All right. Maybe I went too far. Like this, I didn't get it. But look, of course, right? Allen gets the credit for everything they do well. Mm-hmm. That and Dorsey gets the blame for everything Dor- they do. Before. And Dorsey gets the blame for that's, everything that goes bad. And, that, and that's in thir- that's thirty-two NFL markets, I think. Well, depending on the popularity of your quarterback, uh, and that's to say, not to say that it's wrong uh, in this case or any other case. Uh, it just is. It just is how it goes. And, but I, I, I do think. It's a tough day to to make the complaint again about a, a second option in the passing game, because Kincaid had a day today, um, but it was at the expense. Like Diggs, I don't know what they were doing to him, but that 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 got shut down. That's not something New England's been really good at. So instead of having Diggs be a target hog and get his hundred yards, I get Kincaid eight for seventy five or whatever it ends up being, and Diggs is modest, and I, I don't have. I don't have a second guy in the passing game today. It's funny to say this today. Other than Kincaid, like nothing really seemed to work. Hardy gets one catch and makes a guy miss and look ridiculous and never really gets another chance. Um, the, the playmakers that they've added, it, it just is It's not cohesive. You know, I need Kincaid to have that day while Diggs is having a day like he like we're used to him having. And then maybe I've got something. Like then maybe I'm rolling up some drives and I'm getting some points in the first half and I'm not looking as sort of feeble and inept as they look often in these last three games. Back to where you started though. You I mean you kind of want to be able to stop Mac Jones. Dude. <laughs> you kind of want to be able to stop an yes. offense yes. that's Mac Jones, Kendrick Bourne, and Demario Douglas, running backs, whatever, again. Uh, you kind of want to be able to stop that team. Yes. You, sh- you should be able to stop that team. If your offense can't be all it's capable of because of schemes, then what about theirs? That's a fair point, I think. 
Yeah. Right? What about theirs? I mean, the Bills are undermanned. They are really hurting on defense with huge losses, and that cannot be ignored. But I don't know. Maybe the Saints were too, and the Saints shut them out. I know that's 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 the that's the problem. I know, like we, we you can tie yourself up in knots, obsessing about this sort of stuff. But the Saints, the Saints are a joke, and they hung thirty four on the Patriots and shut them out in that building. I, I just can't I can't fathom that those results involved like one of the same teams, New England. I, I just I can't. It is the league, though. Mm-hmm. It still, it is the league. It's just always making you sort of. It baffles you how certain things can happen in the league. You know, just one matchup, one call, a couple of illegal contact calls. You don't even really see anytime. Anytime you want it, it's there. There, anytime you want illegal contact, it's there. He touched him. That's five, more than five. He touched him. Illegal contact. If you reviewed illegal contact and went by actual evidence, you would have to call it every time. And those are game changers, and you get a couple... There were there was this today in this game, where the Bills, like, early, a couple of... The one drive where New England kept getting sort of help, if uh, I don't mean that, that the calls were necessarily wrong, it's just anytime you want it. This kind of stuff, it's, it's what makes the NFL the NFL. And why no one can really allow be allowed to be that shocked when there are upsets. This was not a 17-point spread. This was 7.5, by the way. If the Bills had lost to the Giants, which they almost did, this would have, that would have been a way bigger upset by the spread than this game. Uh, not that it feels good. Let's go to Eric next. Hi, Eric. Hey. Hey. Uh, I, I have concerns about uh, the family atmosphere here. We, we didn't fire Mr. 13 Seconds at special teams coordinator. We let him go. We let him find a new job. Leslie Frazier took a year off. I'm, I'm just worried that McDermott being the family atmosphere here is a detriment at this point. I, it was great. I loved it for a long time. But at this point, I, I'm worried there's no accountability. Man, I don't even get this point. Like, Farwell was fired. It wasn't literally fired, but they you know, he was out after that. After that. What, what should have happened? I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not prepared to comment on the point. What should have happened? Family atmosphere, I don't really understand at all either. They're, they're too nice. They're not cutthroat enough. They're letting underqualified uh, people stay in jobs that they don't deserve to have. I think that I think was the point. Is, is what that means. And I, I don't Well, know. what's their record? I don't really know what What's been their record since you want to start the clock on that? Yeah. 35 and 13? Uh, okay. Thanks, Eric. Mike is next. Hi, Mike. Mike is now. Oh, just, just he just got in, and then I hit the button. Uh, just as well, here's Sean McDermott. Um, you know, we didn't put him in position enough. I didn't put the defense in position enough, and um, and then just overall didn't didn't play complimentary football. Um, you know, when you look in the first half, two short fields, I think led to ten points. First play on offense, interception, punt return, and good field position. I think led to ten points, and then. Um, you know, too many, too many yards on first down for their offense, and not getting in, them into enough third down and long situations where we could affect the quarterback more. And um, you know, they did a good job controlling the line of scrimmage early in the game, and with the running game. And and um, you know, we tried to make some adjustments, which I think paid off. Um, 
just you know red zone wise as well offensively uh, we're down there we gotta you gotta get seven and uh and we were shooting ourselves in the foot at times and put in some third and long situations um so you know and then just just overall gotta close the game out and when it comes down to it i gotta close the game out so um just better overall tackling fundamentally uh defensively we've got to got to do a better job there uh, that starts with me so um, with that, I'll, I'll open up to your questions. What happened in the last three games? You guys had a total of 10 points in the first half. Have you been able to put your finger on anything for the slow start here? I wish I could tell you. Um, Joe, I really do. I wish I could tell you. We talk about it. Um, you know, we talk about being you know, more detailed, getting into a rhythm early, um, playing complimentary football, and um, you know, all three phases working together. And... and um, you know, we just we haven't we have we haven't got you know been able to get into a good rhythm. Obviously, in the first in the first quarter, let's just start there, right? And um, you know, so just overall, um, got to find the answers there. Sean, the you know the offense does get you the lead there late under two minutes yeah. defensively to to not be able to hold them in that situation. Just what's the collective sort of frustration level there with them being able to get down the field in, in that amount of time? Yeah, I think the first play was a was a huge play for them, right? They throw a screen. We're in four under three deep defense, and um, and we didn't do enough to leverage the formation and and uh, and make the tackle where we needed to make it. Though they can't, I think it was a 34-yard gain, 32, 34-yard gain, and that's all of a sudden now it's, you know, you take the field and you're saying, hey, they they got, you know, under two minutes there, and and I think they had two timeouts at the time, and so they could run it, they could draw, they could screen early, and they did, and uh, we got to be. Better just um, not allowing it to do what it did to us. 34 yards is unacceptable, and and so um, I think part of that is leveraging the formation. They got into a four by one set and and um, and uh, making a tackle, and and then after that it's hey they got the ball wherever they had it. I think it was over over midfield, and still a timeout or two there, and so they could run it, they could throw it, and it makes it tough um, right there. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, you know, we got to do a better job. Yes, yeah, it is. I'm confident in our players. I'm confident in our coaches. Um, I, you know, again, they control the game today, and that's the way. That's the game that they wanted to play in terms of, um, you know, putting us into some third and long situations, getting us off schedule, um, you know, then minimizing their third down exposures, in particular third and longs. Spahn is three games back now. He's been held off the stat sheet in all those games. He, he just said in the room he's only had three padded practices. In your mind, is he where you would expect him to be right now? Um, or or you know, just where do you think he is? Well, I think you gotta, I mean, you got to manage expectations, right? You're talking about a player, a human being coming off of an ACL um, last Thanksgiving, somewhere thereabouts, and um, you know it's going to take some time. And I think that's just being realistic about it. Sean, do you think, it, I mean, you're 4-3 and three, you're still well, we've got to continue to find answers to some of the reasons why we're stubborn, our, stubbing our toe, um, whether it's the first half of the game. Um, we're not we're not playing complimentary football. I mean, we, we missed a field goal, forty-two yard field goal. I mean, those are things we've got to do, um, and uh, and so um, we're. we're we're beating ourselves at times, and, and we're not linking up all three phases to control a game and put put an offense, in this case, into a true one-dimensional situation. Um, 
and that's that's the goal of every game where you can get a little bit of a lead and and then um, you can go into it and say hey let's now we can now we can really rush and, and cover and um, that's somewhat of the disappointing thing in the last drive although um, that screen kind of got in the way there right in terms of a true one-dimensional situation so um, but we gotta we gotta figure continue to figure it out continue to make plays when the plays are there to be made and um, and put it, put the players in position to be successful. So kicking game it started out red hot this season has really been <coughs> the last two weeks. What do you think have been the source of, of some of those inconsistencies these past weeks? At the end of the day, not good enough. I mean, we've we missed a couple of kicks the last couple of games, and and um, and then you know a couple of returns have shown up on us this year as well. So we got, we got to figure that out as well. I think it starts, Joe, with staying on schedule, winning first down so you can stay on schedule, so you can move the chains. Um, you know, you look at their offense, they, they did that today. They, they won first down, they stayed on schedule, they stayed out of third and long for the most part during the day. And, and then you can, when you do that, you're playing two-dimensional uh, two-dimensionally on, on offense, and that's that's where when it gets to be hard to call a hard to call a game against a two two-dimensional offense when you're on schedule, winning first downs, or skipping third downs, or even putting putting us into a third down and short to medium at most. Um, too many off schedule off schedule situations. Do you need to be more involved? Do you need to be more involved on offense, and is that even possible with how much you have to do on the defensive side? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, listen, I'm. Um, uh, I oversee all three, o- oversee all three phases. So um, we have communi- we have um, communication across all three phases with myself, special teams, myself, offense, and um, but collectively we we got to continue to find answers. Bringing in um, Tyrell for Dorian late in the yeah. second quarter and kind of keeping him after half. What was that decision to be working for Dorian? Yeah, just overall, uh, we were giving up a few plays right there and at that position, and just wanted to try and try and calm it down a little bit. Right. We've got to we've got to evaluate that, and, and and we'll do that. I know it's a short week, but we'll do that. Still confident, uh, extremely confident in Dorian. Yeah, I don't I don't have I didn't get the stats in terms of, but he looked like he was you know had had more targets today over the middle of the defense and in, in, uh, in man end zone, and, and I was excited to see that. We've got to continue to do that. Sean, you talk a lot. Of, sorry, good, Jeff. No, no, go ahead. Um, Sean, you talk a lot about often about earning the right to win. What do you need to do differently, and even if it's like maybe during the week, to get back to earning the right to win? Well, I would say you know, big picture wise, it starts with um, just getting off the field on defense on third down, um, and it starts with um, playing better complementary football. Winning first down on offense, and I'm, I'm going to be repeat myself, but that's how you win in this league. If you're not giving up big plays defensively, you got to get off the field on third down, and then offensively, we've got to be able to win first down so that we're not in off schedule situations, whether it be second and long or third and long. And then the kicking game has got to help us with field position, and and so that's really um, a big picture answer, I know, but that's really holistically how you control a game. Do you feel like they were that your team was inspired to come out early in this game? I felt like they were ready to go. Yeah, I felt like they were ready to go. I mean, obviously, when you start, um, you know, the way we did, they they get a field goal. Our first play from offense is a, is, a, is an interception. I mean, that's that's tough to do in particular on the road. Um, so you know, we had to rebound from it. 
Where is your confidence level right now? Ken Dorsey and his ability to turn this thing around? Yeah, I'm confident. Confident in Ken. Hey, Sean, you've been in this league a long time. You have a lot of captains who've been in this league a long time. How much would you lean on them this week with a quick turnaround to say, hey, what, how can you help players get through this? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, is leadership and, and energy this week, too, getting our energy back, ready to go at home against a good football team. John, did you get a sense that Josh's shoulder was a factor at all? No, I didn't get that sense, uh, Adam. And, and um, I know he's a little bit sore right now. Um, um, but nothing, uh, nothing in addition to what he was before going into the game. Sean, earlier this year, you said when we asked about Josh's confidence, I think it was after the Jets game, you said you always keep an eye on that and where he is. Where would you say his confidence is? And is that something you're concerned about at all? Confidence in himself. Offense and the offense. production of the offense. Yeah, I mean, we talk weekly, Josh and I do, and, and uh, I always feel like, um, you know, I'm, I'm on the pulse or his pulse in this case, and, um, you know, we've got a good rapport, and, and so those, those communications will continue. And, um, you know, I, to this point, I feel like he's, he's confident. All right, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Lots of confidence talk. Sean McDermott, the Bills lose in New England 29 25. We will break here and get back to your phone call, 716-803-0550. Locker room sound as well. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, your hosts. This is Buffalo Bills football. Looking to his left, has Cook out of the backfield and reaches for the pylon. It's a touchdown! The Cook has found the kitchen and the recipe on that touchdown, spicy! James Cook was named the difference maker of the game by Brownie and Eric Wood following the conclusion of this bitter loss to the New England Patriots. Difference maker of the game, James Cook, brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. New England wins. 29-25, 300th career win for Bill Belichick. Boy, life was happier when he was throwing phones and mm-hmm. just like seemed at a loss for how to beat the Bills. But today, no phone, no phones were thrown in this game. No phones were thrown. Their quarterback, who's been under I don't know, siege too strong, um, it seems like days are numbered. Well, really for the coach too, but for Mac Jones, and he had. Almost a perfect day today, Mac Jones. I thought one thing he did well, and this was a point I, I wrote down in the in the second quarter of this game, in contrast to Allen. Of course, Allen is so excellent off script. So, I mean, so many of his best plays are when he gets out. But I thought maybe Allen was quick to get out in the first half of this game. Didn't trust his pocket, and so he was on the move a lot, and Jones did the opposite. Now, they're different players, but... I feel like that's what they have to have for Mac Jones. Just you got to hang in there. And some of his better plays in this game were the Bills were just late to get to him. So a good day for him in that uh, in that area, I would say. Lines are open at eight oh three oh five fifty. Bills fall to four and three with this loss. Home to Tampa Bay Thursday night. Let's go to Bruce next. Hi, Bruce. Hey guys, how you doing? Okay, Bruce. Thanks for calling. Just going to make a few points, and I'll hang up and listen to your response. The game plan today just seemed eerily similar to last week's. I mean, we really have no business throwing to Diggs in the flat behind the line of scrimmage. The 
the plays were extremely late getting in, and that was evident because we were short on the clock multiple times today. And just there's no imagination at all in the play calling. I mean, Josh Allen's a Ferrari. Let the kid run. You can tell when he's got the ball and he wants to go, he stops and just throws it downfield out of bounds. I'm just not getting it, you know. But that's it. I'll hang up and let you all say what you got to say. Okay. Well, it, it certainly was a, a, a frustrating afternoon for the offense. I don't know how compromised, if at all, Allen is, but we're kind of in the same place we were about the midpoint of last season, where there's an elbow injury, now we've got a shoulder injury, and he's, of course, going to tell you everything's fine, and they're going to say everything's fine because he can keep playing. But I, I wonder if he's missing some of this stuff because his arm isn't quite right. It's possible. Um, the overall point, um, they don't have an easy button on this offense, and they haven't for almost a year now. And I, I don't know what the answer is, but it doesn't appear to be in the personnel that they added in the offseason because they just can't get going in the first half of any of these games lately. You can tell how they're searching, whether that's like I, I made the point earlier about getting to Kincaid. It might have been the third drive or the fourth drive where suddenly you notice Dalton Kincaid, a couple of quick passes and straight up the field successful. Then you had some RPO stuff into the third quarter of this game, the long touchdown drive that ended on the cook play. Like they are looking for the right answer, like you're putting it, um, which they should be doing, you know, and there, there were times in this game where they were successful, but yep. You know, it kind of is what it is in terms of the personnel. You can make a trade, I guess. We'll probably talk about that a lot again this week. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't usually happen and then if it does usually a guy like that coming in might not you might not expect him to make a big difference so got to make it work this way the caller brought up just quickly i was going to add the caller brought up uh plays late to get in the play calls late to get in that might be right i don't remember the bills taking delay of game penalties before and that that happened today it could have happened more than once yeah there was one sequence where you could see they showed a close-up of the huddle and allen with like you know whatever like the the clock is down inside 20 seconds already and he still doesn't have what he wants or what he needs he's sort of gesturing you know his hands up above his head like what you know tell me tell me what you know what are we doing um, so that that was a that was a tough look. Probably the headset um, was shorting. Yeah, <laughs> right. The um, the point the point about adding guys like you just you just said it. I think there'll be a lot of pessimism about that because of last year. Even if you want it, Naheem Hines, we're going to use him on offense, and that never that never that never happened. It, it didn't almost kind of. It just never happened. It never got off the ground. This year, Sherfield, Hardy, Kincaid, most quintessentially and we're still really not getting anywhere although Kincaid did Kincaid kind of smashed today so it's maybe not the best day to make that point but adding speed and playmakers at receiver it does not seem to appeal to this team and yet when they were really humming that was their fastball so I don't know you're right I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it until the trade deadline comes and goes whether or not they're gonna do anything or should do anything uh, I think there's definitely a case to be made, but the downside is what you just said and what I just echoed, which is, can you make it work? I mean, I had all summer with all these new guys, and I've not figured out a way to get any of them really off in any impactful way, 
and here we are seven weeks into the season. So I'm going to add Jerry Judy or Hunter Renfro or whomever here in week eight, and and that's going to get airborne? Davis uh, Davis is really in the spotlight here. Like, it's not – so Kincaid got off, right? And these other guys – who's Deontay Hardy, to be fair? Like, just – you couldn't – you were probably right to not expect big things from Shakir and Hardy and Sherfield and these kind of journeyman types, if you will. Davis has had very big days for this team, and he's at 22 catches in seven games. It's not going to be his ankle, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what what is happening there? Just almost invisible in this game. Blocking a couple times is when I noticed Gabriel Davis, which he's good at. But... You know the the lack of separation ability there, and you're, you're not, you've had touchdowns this year. That's what you need. It, a good Dave, a good Gabe Davis game is like a big touchdown play, and you know maybe that's it. That's happened a couple times this season. Um, he certainly had games bigger than that, most famously in Kansas City, but just I mean one for six. Come on, let's go to Walter next. Hi, Walter. Hey, gentlemen, uh, thanks for having me on. I, I just have a, a couple of questions and, and maybe a point or two. Uh, I, I know there's a lot of callers, and, and, and you know, being being a, a Canadian, I'm more a hockey guy than a football guy, but, like, traditionally, isn't second down and short a perfect passing round, uh, um, down, especially when, you you know, you got, you got an Allen and, and somewhat of an average run game? And in the first half, second down, it was always a run, you know? They never, they never used the opportunity to, to go for a, either a mid, middle, or a deep ball. Or and if it wasn't there, then just go short. You know? I, I didn't track that, but I would agree with you. I just maybe you, yeah. you're saying you know that they never yeah. did that. That they well, ran on know, every I, second down. I think, I think they did it once. But my son, who was also a fan, uh, we, you know, we go to the, the games. I have season tickets. He said to me, "Dad, why aren't they throwing it? It's it's second down." And short is that's traditionally you know a passing down, not just it's, for the Bills, but just not in just a passing down. It's a shot passing down. It's, right, it's a, like right. let's yeah, go, you for go for the long ball, and if it's not there, you go early. Yeah. Uh, another thing too is, you know, like why aren't they trying? Like why is the kickoff at the end there? They needed a field goal. Why are we letting them start on the twenty-five? Do we not try to hem them in in the ten? Like if as as if we're punting. And then, and then maybe you know, there's a chance of a of a fumble if the guy tries to run it out. Well, uh, that, that's a know. that's a fair question too. What what you can ha- have there is now the new rule that teams can take a fair catch, and then no time runs off the clock, which is maybe what you should do. I mean, it would be debatable. Um, new England's New England's famous for this. In this game, they were kicking the ball seemingly short of the goal line purposely. Making you make a choice. The Bills had a new kickoff returner today in Ty Johnson with Damian Harris hurt. And one time he got to the 25, and an earlier time he didn't. Maybe you could say that that worked. So um, it's reasonable enough to question, I suppose, on the last kick why he didn't do that. But it's not a major difference. The clock is not such a – it's not 13 seconds. It's a minute 56. Right. So not a big difference. And, of course, those can be run back for big plays, too. They're not always fumbles or just time wasters. All right. Uh, Managing the game, presented by the Financial Guys, West New York's one-stop financial shop. All of this sounded like decisions that impact the management of the game. It did. 17-10 Kansas City, second quarter at home against the Chargers, one of the four 
4 or 425 games. Miami at Philadelphia tonight. San Francisco at Minnesota tomorrow night. Tampa Bay at Buffalo Thursday night. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. Back after this. This is Buffalo Bills football. Allen fires it. Complete to Diggs at the 6. Hops to his feet. Still loose. Racing it to the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. A 25-yard touchdown catch and run. Can you dig it? There's our electric play of the game brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai for electrifying performance. Check out their exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com. 25-yard touchdown pass from Allen to Diggs. Great job by Diggs there. Sliding as he caught the ball, wasn't touched, topped up and eluded a couple of defenders and into the end zone. And you thought maybe, just maybe. I'll tell you what, when I thought maybe, just maybe, by the way, I'm sorry, you weren't done. Sorry, I was going to say, maybe, just maybe, and then Poyer makes a great play to punch the ball out. The Bills get the ball right back, and next thing you know, they're in the lead, but they could not hang on. All right, let me, now I'm done. Let me make sure this thing is on. Okay, Stephon Diggs is great. Man, it would have been cool if he caught that last one. Two hands on the ball, diving. I mean, what a a throw that is. You're at the 30-yard line, timeout, five seconds to go. Certainly better than what we got on the next play. Just the lateral nonsense, and you know, yeah. you knew that was coming. I'm cringing. Didn't get very far that one, but you know, right? Diggs is diving for it across the middle, and he had a he had a shot there for that catch. The touchdown was cool. Twenty two seventeen. So I'm looking back at my notes to get that score. It's the two point conversion attempt before that from New England, where the pass is five feet over the receiver's head, Gesicki, and they called pass interference. It was on a, a try for two. The Patriots somehow they got half the distance twice, and Mac Jones could not score on a sneak. <laughs> still couldn't do it, right? But um, that was the play I was thinking of earlier. All right, back to your I calls. still cannot believe that team drove 75 yards after the two-minute warning to beat the Bills with what they've been on offense all year. I can't believe it. Uh, you and a lot of people. Yeah, sorry. I know, I know it's not exactly a conversation fine. starter. Fine. I just, I, just can't, I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. Fine. Uh, here is Chris next. Hello, Chris. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. So one of the things I noticed was is the offense last three weeks, the only time it's really gotten going is when they've needed to move the ball fast. They've, you know, it's, it seems like they're more comfortable this year for some reason in the almost a two-minute drill and having to run plays fast, and it seems like Allen's gotten in his comfort zone. And I'm wondering if Dorsey I – mean, if I can see it, Dorsey can see it kind of wondering why they haven't gone to more of a no-huddle offense to see if they can get him in rhythm when he's when the offense isn't, isn't really going. So I think this, a lot of this is on Dorsey, and he's not seeing things that are working. And uh, I think he just needs to, you know, trust what he sees. So that's all. I'll hang up and listen to what you guys think. Yeah. I think that that sounds like a solid idea. I wonder if a reason to not do it sooner in games is because they're liking the idea of playing <clears> – <throat> wait for it, Mike – complimentary football and running the ball you were here go, i would punch you this might go hand in hand I, i'm I, you're saying never, that ever in a mood where you kind of feel like you want to get hit yes that might be me right now so um fair warning anybody not i'm not going anywhere after the game so don't worry um <laughs> th- 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 that point about like do they do they want what do they want to be right like well if if we go hurry up and I'm putting my defense right back on the field. I'd rather grind it out. It might go hand-in-hand hand with the point the earlier caller was making about second and short. And, well, let's just get move the sticks 
and that, that's complimentary football. We'll just we'll we'll keep the ball for a while. Our defense will be fresh when they get back out here, rather than go at a quick pace. Um, I think right now, considering the struggles this offense is having, and I think you can put struggles in all capital letters if you like. Uh, in my opinion. Maybe it's time to try going with some two-minute drill, no-huddle type stuff earlier in the game to see if that can't jumpstart you when you're slumbering through these first halves. Well, I'm glad I didn't punch you because that's an excellent point. This complimentary football has to be shot to the sun. Sean McDermott said it 15 times in the press conference. What does it mean? You just kind of described it. What does I, it mean? I think, yeah, it means that's one example of it. Right? It's a way, and I'm not saying that this is like a move by McDermott, but it's a way to get out from criticizing a, a certain unit only. What about the offense, coach? Well, complimentary football, defense, sticks, chains, special teams, kicking game, sort of, sort of just, just spit it all out. And like, what was the question again? I don't even remember. It means everybody's good at the same in the same game, which, whatever. And yeah, goes wrong we ever. got it. <laughs> we know the object of the game is for the whole team to be good. We got it. It never needs to be said once. What you're saying is, is very interesting because the Jet loss and the Giant game were both games that right away I was nervous about once they started because it's Latavius Murray... And okay, we're gonna play not to lose. That's what it is to me. It's playing not it's play, trying to win with defense in an era where that's almost, you know, that's very hard to do, even against the Jets and the Giants, as we have seen this year with the Bills. And apparently it's hard to do against the Patriots. And the Patriot game might qualify too. It was different because they got behind in this game. So I mean I feel like McDermott and the Bills were perfectly prepared to beat the Jets and the Giants thirteen to nine. They did beat the Giants 14 to 9. So, you know, check. But man, I'm with the caller. I always am. I have been for 20 years. Fling it. If they're not you want to hear the same every week with this. It should be sponsored. If if the Bills don't win the Super Bowl with Josh Allen as a superhero, some other team will with their quarterback being a superhero. So yeah, you can beat the Giants and the Jets and the Patriots sometimes with defense. I get it. Sure. They didn't. I mean, they're one and two in those games, and they're lucky not to be zero and three. Yeah, a, a point. A point to be made here is that you're you're narrowly losing a game like today, narrowly winning a game like last week, and you're playing two of the worst teams in the league this year. Like, what is going to happen when you get up against a team that can really? Like, and I know the Patriots good. moved the ball, but a team that can really move the ball. Good news. Good news. Guess what's going to happen when that happens? I'm so glad you asked. The Dolphin game is going to happen when because you got to go, and they scored. They won 48 to 20. When you got to go, they'll go. And the you know it really it's more it's more damning the more we talk about this and think about it. Like you want to. They're, they're talking all week. Go in there, set the tone, smack them, and no, let's just sort of complimentary football it. It doesn't. It's not as good a point this week as it was last week because they got down in this game. It was ten to nothing, fast in this game. So it wasn't like oh, we'll just punt. I mean, that's I know that's not how they set they sound when they punt. Oh, it's just punt, whatever. But yeah, I, what is the caller saying? He's saying hit it, right? You ever water ski? Hit it. You, the person, once you're ready, you yell, hit it. And the guy running the boat steps on it. And that's 
That's what the Bills hit it. When they do, they're better. And that's, I think, maybe a lot of teams. But So that's good news, right? Is, is Tampa Bay as good as the Dolphins? Because if they are, then we're in great shape. Because we're going to be aggressive. And, I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't know. You know. Latavius Murray got a penalty for a pick. Uh, Knox caught a touchdown, and it was called back. And the Patriots' rub route is the nice word for it. Like, that's what you call it when you're not throwing a flag on it. Rub route. The Patriots have been doing this forever, a lot of teams. And they had one in this game that did not get penalized. I thought Murray was, like, this is a really subjective and tough call for an official. I thought Murray was a little too obvious. Yeah. He did kind of run right through the guy. Yeah. So I don't mind that being a penalty on him. I might mind him being lined up out there with Dawson Knox. Like, that... That, that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing to threaten you at the goal line. I, I've got Dawson Knox on Latavius Murray on one side of the field, and I got a cheat to try to get in the end zone. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> the hell kind of plan is that? To get that maybe, the maybe, maybe if a receiver is running that route, he's a little more experienced at rubbing that guy out without getting the penalty. Is there something to be said for that? I hope so because I'm screaming it. Cook, also effective in this game. Big catch early, that deep ball, really nice play. Out wide to the left. You saw that uh, from Cook as well in this game, lined up out wide. Worked. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here, 29-25 New England. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog. The Bills fall to New England, 29-25. Tampa uh, makes a rare visit. To Orchard Park this Thursday night. Is, then it's the Bengals, or is it a buy? No, the buy's later. Then it's the Bengals. Then it's the Bengals, I believe. That's that's right. Yeah, Sunday night. Their next three games are at night: Tampa at Cincinnati, and then Denver at home. This is the last one o'clock game until New Year's Eve. You believe that is also correct? Wow, that Denver is... game's a Monday nighter. Monday night home against Denver. Yep. So we go Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night. Yep. All right. And then maybe some action. We'll get a Tuesday nighter in there somehow, perhaps. Mm. Let's go to Tom next. Hi, Tom. Hi. Hi. Hey, thanks for uh, being on air. But uh, one of the things that really concerned me is if you look at, if it wasn't for that kind of gift from the Giants ref, the Bills would be sitting at three and four. It was the Zach Wilson-led Jets ahead of them. And I don't know if it's coaching if it's, uh, you know, Dorsey or what, but with, I see three or four tough teams coming up and playing the way they are, they could easily be a 10-7, and 9-8 team unless they start figuring out what's wrong really fast. And it's kind of frustrating because this is, in my mind, a good team. But the reality is they could easily be sitting at 3-4 and four now. And I think somebody has to start asking some tough questions in, in the Bills' office as, do we have the right coaching staff in place? Well, look, I mean, Tom, this is four or five people today that are asking that question in different ways. There's not going to be a coaching change in the middle of this season. There's <laughs> just not going to be a coaching change. Like, I could be somebody who wants to just sort of find that question ridiculous in the off season too, you know, but it's not going to happen now. So... The question, in, the hard questions in the Bills' office isn't do we need a coaching overhaul here by Halloween? In the offseason, we can have the conversation. We always do. 
but it's not, not going to happen now. Um, they could easily have beaten the Jets. You can always do that. I'm going to ride with the point I made before the last commercial break, which is I think this team might be better against good teams because they might not feel like they can sort of sleepwalk their way to a 14-9 win. You know, you got to be aggressive. And when you're playing the Dolphins, you seem to know that. The Bills seem to know that and just came out flying. Um, I don't know what the Bucks are. If the Bucks are another complimentary football, you know, challenge or what they are. They lost today at home to Atlanta, uh, 16-13. I don't think they're very good. Bills will no, be a touchdown favorite again, I, at least. I, I'm, I, I guess we're at a point now, at least in this season here, and that's all that really matters, uh, that I, I don't, I'm not really going to assume anything regarding the quality of the opponent. Because the, the, these last two weeks, especially, I mean, Jacksonville is, a, you know, going to probably win their division. We'll see what kind of a playoff team they are and if they're really a, a, a bona fide contender. But that's a good team. The Giants and the Patriots that the Bills have struggled with and lost to one of the last two weeks are going nowhere this year. And the Bills have looked awful against both of them. It was, I think, very much to their credit, a great sign i guess this is three seasons ago now to a lesser extent but still a good sign overall last couple years how they could bury the bad teams and this year they have done some of that too but not in the last couple of weeks let's quickly get mike in next hi mike how are you good good uh a couple questions i got or one opinion and a couple questions you guys um i think josh allen was at his best when he when he scrambled and there was nothing there, he ran the ball. And I know they don't want him to run the ball, but, you know, you tuck it in, you, you get two or three yards, and, you know, now they don't want him to run, and he's throwing interceptions. I'm not saying the first play today was, you know, he was running, but um, I think he was at his best when he scrambled yep. out of the pocket and he put it down and he ran. And my other question is, do the Bills make a, a – trade uh trade deadline move at, at the trade deadline they might I mean, which side of the ball what side of the ball the defense or offense i think it needs to be defense it could be either they're definitely down bad with injuries uh, on defense offensively not really but no, they're, um, they're, they're pretty health they're they're extremely healthy on offense are yeah. they not i mean damian harris is a complimentary you know backup running oh, back. so close but that but everything else is intact on defense they've lost people all over and I, technically, they just got Von Miller back, but he's a ghost. I mean, he's just not he is not prepared to have any impact whatsoever. Very notable that he's not on the field at the end of this game. How much was he on the field at all? I, I only saw him a few times. I don't know. I don't see snap counts yet. But all I, I, I know he played sparingly, had almost no impact when he was out there, when I did notice him. And then I noticed, I, I don't want to say for sure for every play, but I'm almost sure he was not a part of that last drive. And, like, that's, yep. right, what did we talk about last year? That's Von Miller time. That's closing time. And he just is not, he, he's not up to it physically yet, I don't think, at all. We'll get to the locker room next. Mike Hyde, Jordan Poyer, their thoughts on the loss. 29-25 Patriots. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. This is 
the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. A disappointing loss for the Buffalo Bills as they fall to the New England Patriots 29-25, and that puts their record for the season at 4-3, while they are 1-2 in the AFC East, and it will be a short week for the Bills as they host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Thursday night football. In terms of the game, Allen was 27-41 for 265 yards and two touchdowns. Allen did also add a rushing touchdown as well. While on the ground, James Cook took 11 carries for 56 yards. He also had three catches for 46 yards. And through the air, Dalton Kincaid was the Bills' leading receiver with eight catches for 75 yards. Looking at some of the games that have already wrapped up here, the Bears, with Tyson Bajan at quarterback, took down the Raiders 30-12. to The Giants took down NFC North rival the Washington Commanders 14-7. The Falcons survive against Tampa Bay 16-13. The Ravens absolutely dominate the Lions 38-6. And Cleveland, they're able to take the lead late and leave Indianapolis with a 39-38 win. Currently going on right now, the Rams lead the Steelers 9-3 in the third quarter, while the game's at half. See Seattle leading Arizona 14-10. Broncos on top of the Packers 9-0. And the Chiefs, they lead the Chargers 24-17. And tonight, we will wrap up with Sunday Night Football as the Dolphins take on the Eagles. Scores around the league, they're delivered by the UPS Store. Be unstoppable. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Welcome back. The Bills drop one in New England, 29-25. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. We're headed now to the locker room. We'll hear from Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer coming up. Brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. Uh, big place. Big place. Um, I think it was that first and ten screen. Um we got to rally to it, get them down, and then uh, a couple, couple other you know dink and dunk plays uh, that they got, getting a field goal range, and obviously they uh, worked their way down the field. Um, they worked the clock, and it's just poor execution uh, by us as a defense, um, and so we got to do better. That was an offense that had been struggling coming into the season. Um, I know you guys look at it as a week-to-week league, but is there anything that you can point to just – Outside of just that last drive, that maybe defensively didn't go your way today. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, a few things. Obviously, you know, we gave uh, felt like we gave too much in the the, the first two drives. Um, you know, I got to look at the the play by play to see you know rushing yards and all that type of stuff. But just didn't play our brand of brand of football today. Gave them a little bit too much. Um, and you know, obviously, it comes down to that last drive. We got to. It's the NFL, man. Coming down to the last last two minutes of the game. And uh, you got to execute and, and get off the field. We just didn't do it. It seems these scripted plays at the beginning of games the last couple of weeks have, have hurt you guys. Is that something you agree with? Uh, I mean, I guess it's accurate. Um, you know, first couple games of the season, you know, we, 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 we spoke about that. Um, you know, they're, they're scripted plays. You know, you're trying to get a feel for, for what they're doing. And also defensively, you're trying to get off the field to get a takeaway. And, and, you know, the first two drives, we just weren't able to do that. Micah, you're always good at just it's week to week and you flush the game and all, but when it's three weeks in a row that it's tough, are you concerned the way that this team is playing or is that... Three weeks in a row being tough, what do you mean? Just just the fact that it's been three, you know, two losses and a, and a tough, tough game last week. Where this team is at this point, the game, is that not fair to say? I'm not putting the word No, 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 I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, that's accurate. Two losses and a, and a close win. Um, it's the NFL, man. This is, is week to week. Uh, you know, you got to go out there and play your best ball each and every week, and then you know it's it's a matchup, um, it's a matchup league. Um, obviously, we know the Patriots pretty well; they know us really well. We knew that they were going to try to run the ball and um, keep our offense off the field, and you know we just weren't able to get off. So, um, 
no panic, none of that. It's a week-to-week league, like I said, and, and uh, good thing we have a, have a Thursday night game coming up, short week. We're able to uh, to flush this, learn from it, and, and, and you have another game coming up. Huge, huge, huge. Um, obviously, the sack was big, and then um, at the end of the game, um, you know, them catching that ball. And I, I just, I, knowing Poe, I knew he was winding up to, to do that. He does that all the time. Obviously, you guys know in years past, and even in practice, all the time he does it. And uh, was able to punch the football. A huge, huge takeaway. Uh, when we needed it the most. Was able to get the offense the ball back with great field position. Um, they, they, uh, they scored the scored the. Uh, Go ahead, touchdown, and then obviously it's on us to to do it again. Going back out there, Micah, under no circumstances am I asking you to point fingers or make excuses. But given the, the nature and the scope of the injuries you're dealing with and adjusting to, and then all, at, at Oliver's out today, you know, I mean, is is there an adjustment? Are we watching an, a, a defensive adjustment? You guys adjusting to the reality of playing without those players in game situations like this? Um, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, injuries or not, we had an opportunity to win the game at the end, and, and we just needed to stop. Um, I, it was total collective, um, I guess, failure by the defense of just not, not, getting, uh, not getting the ball back or not stopping them. So I don't, I'm not going to, you know, like you just said, I'm not going to make excuses for the injuries and none of that. Uh, this is the life of the of NFL player. you got to go out there. you got to compete each, each and every week, um, whether, you know, whether injuries or not. So, um, like I said, I'm happy we have a Thursday night game coming up. Mike, what have you seen from them in the last couple of games? It's been a lot more play action from them in the last two matchups than before against you guys. I'm sorry, what was that? You just talked about some of the shot plays. What have you kind of seen from the chances? There's been a lot more play action shots against you. Mean, you mean the Patriots? Yeah. Um, well, I think today they were just uh, um, wasn't really pushing the ball down the field. It was kind of just screens and, and uh, dink, dink and dunk. So dink and dunk the way down the field. So, um, you know that's that's uh, that's what they do on us, and 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 I, I think that it, it starts because we can't we weren't able to stop the run, so they're able to do that. Is there a right sense of urgency right now inside the locker room? I mean, with up making sure it doesn't get become panic. Is there a right amount of urgency right now? Mm, no, I, I mean I feel like each and every week is is a, a new opportunity. I wouldn't say it's a. We, you know, we're pressing the panic button and, and want to be urgent. Each, each and every game, you want to go out there. You want to have urgency. You want to have, you know, energy. You want to start the game fast and all that. And you know, just weren't able, wasn't able to do that today. Um, uh, you know, tough opponent. I don't care. We don't pay attention to records. Um, obviously, this is a divisional opponent, one of the best uh, coaches to ever ever coach. He's going to have them boys ready, and uh, we knew that coming in. So, um, you know, the the record and all that stuff didn't mean anything. And they just they, you know, weren't able to start fast, and they got us. Inside two minutes, you guys happen to think like your chances in that situation. How were they able to, to execute on that final drive and get down there? Maybe yeah, just gotta find a way to get a stop. Um, whether that's taking the football away, um, uh, just better, playing better situational football. Uh, that's a situation that you know, as a defense, we like to feel like we can thrive in. Um, those type of situations that you want to be in um, at the end of the game to be able to close the game out for your team. Unfortunately, it wasn't that way today, and. Uh, you know, good thing we got a short week and uh, we got to play on Thursday. You've been in this locker room a long time. You have a good sense of you know what what this team is feeling, and I guess so. How would you describe you know sort of the feeling inside that room right now? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a tough loss. I mean, any anytime you lose in the NFL, it's tough. You put a lot of work in throughout the week um, to come out on top, and uh, you know anytime you, you lose, especially in the division, it's tough. Um, 
but like I said, we got a short week this week, and uh, you know I know we'll find a way to bounce back. What did you see on that play that you were able to force the fumble? Obviously, that looked like it could have been a game changer. Um, just walk, walk us through that if you could. Yeah, just trying to find a way to get the ball back to our offense and give us a chance. Um, you know, we hadn't had a takeaway all game, and uh, you know, just trying to make a play on the football. Uh, the ball presented itself, and I was able to just punch it clean. You see Gasicki come onto the field there at the end when you're down on the goal line. That's a tough guy to have a good matchup for, right? I mean, it is. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's six four, six five, um, and he's a he's a big target. Um, you know, we came after him. I, th- I came after him, and you know, he just made a good throw and catch. Um, you know, it's just that's the game of football. You probably could have expected that the you know they, they would challenge you on the ground with Ed and Daquan out, but um, Mac was able to have some success through the air. Anything that you can kind of point to? I know you probably want to watch the film, but why, why were they able to, to throw the ball as, as as they were? Yeah, I think when you have that success on the ground, it just opens up the pass game, whether it's you know the the, the play action or the boot game. Um, you know, because then you start getting guys playing downhill, and then they're able to throw some routes behind the, the underneath defenders. So, uh, you know, coming into each game, understanding that we got to be able to stop the run to make a team in one uh, to make a team one dimensional. We weren't able to do that today. They were able to they were able to run the ball, and then it helped with their play action game and their boot game. A couple of times they proved short and were able to turn them into bigger plays with, with tackling. Just your assessment of, of that for the unit overall. Today. We just got to continue to work on tackling, tackle better. Jordan, you've been through everything with this team. You, the young guys obviously look to the captains and to you guys. What, what do you say? What do you say to your teammates at this point? This is a long season. Um, this is a very long season. Four and three, maybe not where we wanted to be um, at the beginning of the year, but we got a short week this week, um, and the games are going to keep coming. No reason to sulk into this one and turn one loss into two. Um, you know, we'll hit it on the plane, watch the tape on the plane, and tomorrow we're on to. Uh, the Tampa Bay. So uh, this is this is a long season. Um, you just make sure that you don't want to turn one loss into two losses, especially on a short week. The Bills lose in New England to fall to four and three. Short week ahead. Tampa Bay here Thursday night. Thanks for being with us today. Interesting game, if not a frustrating one. Mike Shope and the Bulldog back with you next week. This is Buffalo Bills football. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 